The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who on this town tonight Welcome to Call Me Last for Sports Talk It is a Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Arizona time 12 a.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Eastern uh, Alex Clancy in studio. I am all alone today. Nobody wanted to come play with me. But we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Jameis Winston and the ongoing sexual battery case. What is correct? What is incorrect? What information has yet to be leaked to us? What? Uh, who leaked it to us to begin with? Uh, A-Rod, uh, another ongoing uh, step in his saga of just... Uh, he, he, he's he got some issues coming up for him. We'll talk some NBA. We'll talk the Prince Fielder trade. Who got the better of the trade? Uh, Ian Kinsler to Detroit or Prince Fielder to the Rangers. We'll talk some NBA, and we might even talk a little Jerry Jones and the micromanagement that has come out, uh, if it hadn't already been uh, apparent to everybody that has watched the Cowboys in recent history. First, uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, DNA analysis has come out that uh, his DNA was... Sh- was uh, brought about on uh, the underwear of the woman that accused him of sexual battery on December 7th, 2012. What I don't understand, I'm going to start off right away, was that the kit was uh, administered, the rape kit, sexual assault kit was administered December 7th, 2012, the night of the incident. I don't understand why all the things have come out just now. I believe a week ago or so, in recent weeks, Jameis Winston gave the swab kit for his DNA. The DNA was a match. The chance of this match not being Jameis Winston's, Jameis Winston's is about 1 in 2.2 trillion. That's the chance that it's not his. So he was there. This happened. It just depends on if it was warranted and uh, consensual or not. Uh, there are two affidavits that were brought up by two people who are with Winston the night of the actual uh, incident. They both the affidavit said that uh, it was consensual and that this was not a sexual battery incident. This is all left up to interpretation at this point. Uh, the woman, the accuser, as they're calling her, uh, dropped the charges. Did not want to pursue a case on this uh, when it actually happened. Uh, William Meg, state attorney for the Second Judicial Court in Tallahassee was referred to by Tallahassee police last week in this case. Doesn't really ring true with the time, and, I mean, obviously the Heisman voting's coming up. Jameis Winston is no, is number one in the ballot right now. Florida State is number two in the country. It's, it's an interesting and precarious time for this to come out. Uh, the one thing that I read in the article that really miffed me was the Tallahassee police uh, warned the accuser not to pursue the case, and the quote that they gave that uh, Detective Scott Angulo told Carol, who is the accuser, 
was Tallahassee was a big football town and the victim needs to think long and hard before proceeding against him because she will be raked over the coals and her life will be made miserable. See, this is what's wrong with our society today. That quote in and of itself right there is what's wrong with our society. Football is more important than rape. That's really what that sentence, in a nutshell, what I deduce that sentence to mean. There's no room for this. I don't know why football has superseded everything. Florida State is one of the big, one of the big power schools, and it has been for recent history with Bobby Bowden and, and even now when they're number two in the country. But that doesn't excuse sexual assault, battery, rape, the list goes on and on. What if this kid was an offensive lineman that nobody had heard of? This would have come out. He would have been arrested on December 8th, 2012, right after, right after the kit was, was administered. This is what's wrong with college sports. There is so much shady behavior, so much favoritism towards star athletes that put people in the stands that morality goes out the window. If he did this, if Jameis Winston gets charged and accused of sexual battery, he will not win the Heisman as he shouldn't because there's a level of maturity and morality in this case that goes along with that award. It's not stated overtly, but in the bylaws of being an NCAA student-athlete, there are things you have to adhere to, and this is one of them. Don't sexually assault anybody. So that quote that I heard just... It, it took me aback. It kind of put things into perspective as to what police think in Tallahassee is important and not important. What's more important than others. Tennis, Tallahassee was a big football town, and the victim needs to think long and hard before proceeding against him because she will be raked over the coals and her life will be made miserable. Who the hell gives this guy the right to say that? I'm, I'm just baffled. I'm baffled. The other part about this that, that, that I put into question is that the report says that records requested records were requested from quote unquote media outlets that's what caused a reinvestigation of the case media outlets that's interesting this time frame Heisman coming up bowl games national championship coming up it's a very interesting time for media outlets to now become curious about this People want to make a name for themselves by exploiting this this woman's uh, this woman's you know uh, probably plausible uh, report of, of what happened. I'm not going to say uh, plausible. It might be too strong of a word. It, she, I give women in that case the benefit of the doubt, as anybody should. In my opinion, media outlets maybe want to make a name for themselves in this time frame. I don't know if it's if this is Hollywooding of what the situation really is. I don't know where the foundation of the timing came from, but we will soon find out, and a lot will transpire from that after after all of the information is shown through the media to all of us. Now, this brought up an interesting point for me with the bylaws, and I'm going to read this to you. 
The bylaws of the Heisman voting. The ballot states that, quote, in order that there will be no misunderstanding regarding the eligibility of a candidate, the recipient of the award must be a bona fide student of an accredited college or university, including the university state academic, United States academics. The recipients must be in compliance with the bylaws defining an NCAA student athlete. Okay, so I already, I already talked about that. Let's bring in somebody else, Johnny Manziel. Over the offseason, he was questioned about getting paid for uh, signing autographs, things like that. You know, uh, uh, take away all the st- all the other hoopla that he went through. That this is the main one. This is the NCAA bylaws that are at stake here, and he's number two in the Heisman voting. So the bylaw that he could have broken had he received money for uh, signing autographs is twelve dot five dot two dot dot one. States that student athletes cannot permit their names or likenesses to be used for commercial purposes, including to advertise, recommend, or promote sales of commercial products or accept payment for their use for the use of their names or likenesses. What's the difference? Besides the gravity of the situation, in a moral aspect, one's moral one's to make money. But in the NCAA, they're both big stars. With all of the things that have, that have come out with Jameis Winston and Johnny Manziel over the course of this year, say, neither of them should win the Heisman. Neither of them have 100% followed the bylaws of the student-athlete agreement of the NCAA. Allegedly, they have but with all of this stuff, with all of the big-name people, cover-ups are prevalent to keep them on the field. Johnny Manziel got a one-half suspension. Got suspended the first half of the Rice game, the first game of the year. If something happens with Jameis Winston, as if, if he really did this, if he really sexually battered this woman... Not only should he be arrested, not only should he not win the Heisman, but he should be arrested, he should be kicked out of school. This is, this is not things th- th- that should be tolerated. It just really bothers me. It bothers me that the Johnny Manziel signing autographs things just went away. Nobody's talking about it because he's on the field now. He's putting up numbers, he's putting people in the stands, he's putting money in the Texas A&M pocket. Johnny Manziel might be the best thing to ever happen to Texas A&M. They might get Kevin Sumlin the USC job. They might get him another high-profile job. He broke the rules. He allegedly did not break the rules. I'm so sick of saying allegedly when it's high-profile people. If this, again, was an offensive lineman who signed autographs, but who would want an offensive lineman's autograph that people don't know about? Say they did, it would be a completely different situation in my opinion. Completely different situation. Jameis Winston is going to be playing Saturday as if nothing happened. I'm not saying that he did it. I'm not. I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm definitely not accusing him of anything that he didn't do because we don't know at this point. 
That quote by the detective really got to me, though. That's something that you don't put on record. You keep if you if you believe that you keep it to yourself. That is dehumanizing the quote unquote accuser. That is taking her and making her look like an animal. So we run over the coals and her, her life will be ruined. Things like that. There's no room for that. There's no room for that. It'll be interesting to see when the next report comes out, though, with the Winston thing. Say, say they win Saturday. Say they make it to the national championship game. Does it come out then? Does the investigation ramp up then? And what, what, if he's, what if he's charged but not tried yet? Does he play in the national championship game? Does she get threats for bringing this out and ruining a Florida State football season? I'm sure she will. But if that detective brings down Jameis Winston, you think he's going to get a raise? You think he's going to get a bonus? Maybe. Vested interests are speckled all over this case. Some good, some bad, mostly bad. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. On the other side, we'll take a break. We'll talk about A-Rod and his idiocracy. I'm just, I can't. We'll take a break. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. We'll be back in a bit. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in studio solo today. We just talked about Jameis Winston and his alleged sexual battery. Uh, we'll see what happens in the in the upcoming weeks and months. Not um, not totally sure what will happen, but I'm, I'm really on the edge of my seat to see what will transpire. We'll move on to Alex Rodriguez. This knucklehead stays on the news. Stays on the news. His last spout was uh, he was uh, in a hearing for his 211 game suspension, the appeal of it. And when he found out that Bud Selig would not testify, he slammed his hands on the desk, said this is ridiculous, spouted a bunch of expletives, ran out, and that was it. That was the last we saw of him. Apparently he's now in Florida with his family and refused to show to the next day of the case today. Uh, and that's actually going on right now. So if anything if anything comes across the wire, I will make sure to give it to you uh, as it happens. He says that he can't be suspended without a dirty urine sample. Okay, so that – he's becoming more and more delusional as the days go on. Maybe it's – Maybe it's just total denial. Maybe he actually believes what he says now, like a Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong situation. I don't really know. Maybe he just he's the last one that is going to lie, lie, lie until there's actually hard evidence against him, or until Bud Selig shows the evidence that apparently they have against him. For those of you who don't know, Alex Rodriguez is appealing a 211-game suspension for violating the joint drug agreement due to his involvement with the Biogenesis Clinic. He already admitted to this. He already admitted to performance-enhancing drug use in 2009. He said that he took PEDs over the course of a three-year span starting in 2001 when he was with the Rangers. Okay, so you said it, but you think that people didn't write that down or that wasn't reported. Is that – I mean I feel like that's, that's, not what, that's not what you think. A urine – a dirty urine sample gets thrown out the window if, if you already cop up to what you did. Okay, so they have more stuff on you. Well, he wants to see it. They don't have to show it to you right now. They already have evidence. They have written word that you said, it's on TV, that you use performance-enhancing drugs. Okay, let's take that part away. We'll see what happens with him. That's fine. They're going to get him at some point. I used to back up A-Rod. I used to say, well, you know what? At least he's being a good role model for his family, for his girls. Not with the cheating part. But with the the whole world is against me, I'm going to go play baseball still part. He went down to the minors. He rehabbed. He got back up. He hit a few home runs. People momentarily forgot that he shouldn't have even been playing. This is one major thing, one major issue I have with the major leagues is the Players Association has too much power. Way, way too much power. Starting with the guaranteed contracts, you play one game, you play 162, you get paid the same. I don't like that. 
while you appeal a 211-game suspension, the longest non-lifetime ban suspension handed down by Major League Baseball, you're allowed to play? Why? You're accused of cheating. You shouldn't be allowed to play. Nelson Cruz, Johnny Peralta, both got to play when it mattered. They got their 50-game suspension, and it was very, very interesting when those 50-game suspensions were handed out, it still allowed them the time to come back right before the playoffs start, right before the playoffs started. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's understandable. It's a very Roger Goodell thing to do for Bud Selig, where you put the best product on the field for ratings and whatnot, but for the integrity of the game, the the integrity is not even a word that can be spelled anymore in Major League Baseball. Bud Selig took the brunt of it. I'm sure commissioners before knew, but you know there was no real, no real guideline in place for use of creatine for the start, and then, and then performance enhancing drugs, steroids. People want to see home runs. People want to see RBIs. People want to see pitchers throw fast. I understand that, but in the to qu- to question integrity of a major league sport, professional sport, I, I've I don't like to ever question, and I'm and I'm I'm done questioning. Alex Rodriguez is an idiot. We know that. This is taking it too far. I'm no longer on Alex Rodriguez's side. I hope that he never gets to play another inning again. He is everything that is wrong with baseball. Mark McGuire was everything that was wrong with baseball. You cheat, you lie about it, game over. You cheat, you own up to it, right away, you get to play again. Serve your suspension, serve your slap on the wrist, you get to play again. The American public is very, very forgiving, especially with sports fans. I mean, look at Manny Ramirez. Everybody loves Manny. Nobody really cares that he cheated. Because it's Manny being Manny. He made a brand for himself. He's an easygoing guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I t- okay, suspend me. I- I'm going to come back. Alex Rodriguez might be the most hated person in professional sports. That's, that is a very daunting task to take on and still holding on to your guns and saying you never used performance-enhancing drugs? He's out of his mind. And now the scapegoat is Bud Selig. This, he's calling this a witch hunt, and he's taking it out, and he's, and he's gunning for Alex Rodriguez. No crap! Of course he is! You messed with the integrity of the game, and you continue to do so. So why would he not gun after you? Why would he testify if he doesn't have to? He's in the position of power. Alex Rodriguez walking out of that courtroom made him look like a five-year-old that just got his toy taken away from him. A five-year-old that got caught 
throwing that toy at his little sister. When does the victim of a, something like this, when is he, uh, is he allowed to start calling for victim blaming when he cheated? No! He did wrong. He will suffer the consequences. If he's allowed to play baseball again, I'm done watching baseball. I am done. During the 2009 interview, when he, he owned up to, to using performance-enhancing drugs, the blame, what he blamed the steroid usage on was it was the $252 million contract that he was given. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm making too much money. I have to cheat now. It's baseball. I'm making too much money, so can you inject me with steroids so I can still hit home runs? All that money's guaranteed. Every single cent of that money is guaranteed. That contract is all yours. He got a $275 million extension when he was with the Yankees. This is one of the, he has one of the worst regular season to postseason ratios of performance in history. Documented. And he's, he's still got over $500 million in, in, in his baseball career. And he hasn't played a full season in probably four years, five years. He doesn't perform in the playoffs. What does he have to whine about? He struck gold. He cheated. He got his money. He struck gold right off into the sunset. Move to Tahiti. Move to the Cayman Islands and just live the rest of your life. Who cares if your name is tarnished? Move somewhere else. Your name will never be made whole again. So you're fighting a fight with no and good end result for you. Except for you might be able to play baseball. You might lose $30 million out of the 500 that you would have that, that you already made. $30 million would be taken from him if he was suspended for that 211 games. Okay. I feel like after all the crap you've put us through, media, fans, teams, Major League Baseball as a whole, you owe us at least that. To not get paid that. You owe us at least that. So own up to it. Nip it. End it. So we don't have to talk about you anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Now it's not his fault. I'm going to give him one thing. It's not his fault that the the Major League Baseball Players Association is so strong that even if you get popped for steroids... And you get to come back. You're con- you still get paid. If it were me, your contract is void right then. You cheat. You don't get any more money from us. Let's pay money to people that actually play the baseball the right way, and the right way has been skewed over the past fifteen or twenty years. But there's still people that play the right way. We're going to talk about this on the other side of the break. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. We'll be back in a minute. Internet flagship station for sports. 
Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're talking wolves and the pros and cons of them with David Allen from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and Minnesota Deer Hunter Association Executive Director, Mark Johnson. Ah, we're a wolf pack! With uh, Jeff Hagner, who's the Director of Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, and finally, Mrs. Bonnie. And it's brought to you by Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Um, Ryan Treasure. Uh, Alex Clancy in studio. Uh, we were talking A-Rod, this nincompoop. Uh, I'm just reading over the script of what he said in his 2009 interview. Quote, I did take a banned substance, and for that I am very sorry, sorry and deeply regretful. I'm very sorry and deeply regretful. Man, if he would have just said that... He would have already he would have already been suspended. You know, he would have had, you know, 40, 50 games. He would have been suspended. Would have had next year and then maybe would have been able to play again. If he was smart, right when this came out, take your suspension, go rehab, get your body better, and then maybe play another year if you really want to play baseball. I, I'm, I'm happy he did it this way, so I don't have to talk about him much anymore. I think he's going to get the book thrown on him. The 211-game suspension should be, should be a death sentence for his career. Uh, we had some good times. He hit a lot of home runs. You know, that's fine. He will be remembered as maybe the poster child of this era, dethroning Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmero, Jose Canseco. Huh. That's interesting. I was talking before the break about the contracts and how you know they're they're all guaranteed if baseball were to take on a national national football league contract scheme or setup where it's pay for performance you get your base salary 
and you have to hit a certain amount of home runs to get a bonus. You have to get a certain amount of RBIs to get a bonus. You get a bonus if you strike out less than this many times. And each player will be different because you you scheme towards their skill set. If you win a gold glove, you get a bonus. If you don't get thrown out of a game for a whole year, you get a bonus. Maybe it'll make these players more accountable. Not everybody's like Derek Jeter where you get hurt and you go right to rehab. Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant are the two most respect, respectable people, in my opinion, that do that in sports. You get hurt, you go to the training room. You get hurt, you have, you have to have surgery, you don't wait six months. You do it the next day. These are the two of the oldest guys in their respective games, and they still play like they're 18-year-olds coming out of college or coming out of high school. They want to make it. They already haven't made over $300 million. That aren't making $30 million a year this year like Kobe is. They love the game. And that's what's missed. A-Rod, right after the sunset. I'm done. Contracts? Okay, I'm not done talking about that. If it's a performance-based contract, the game will change for the better. Major League Baseball is known to pay people after they perform. Albert Pujols, perfect example. Josh Hamilton, perfect example. Unfortunately, the the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in California, of the United States, or whatever they're called now, found out the hard way, even though that was those were both idiotic contracts that they gave them. I blame them for their stupidity. Our pool also never be the same again. He was a small market team superstar. He was the best player in the major leagues playing for a charmed franchise that regardless of the talent, regardless of the payroll, they perform and they're always relevant. St. Louis Cardinals, always relevant. He goes to the big market now where there's, now there's pressure. Now you have good players on your team. Now you have superstars on your team. And you fold, you get injured. Why did you not get injured in St. Louis. I remember he hurt his arm, supposed to be out, you know, eight to 12 weeks, came back in three and a half when he was with St. Louis. Culture is different, I understand. But you're a professional baseball player who got paid over $200 million in a contract. If you don't play over half the season, you don't get a bonus. You don't, you don't get your full salary for that year. This seems... So obvious. It seems so obvious. If I don't go to work for half a year, but I wear a suit and tie every day, do I still get paid? No. Oh, but I'm keeping Sunflower Seed Companies in business. Does that count? No. Why is this any different? People pay to see star players in baseball. Especially if your team is awful, people pay to see star players that are coming in to your, to your stadium to play. It's not as bad as basketball. It's not as good as football. But it's an issue. Overpayment of these players is an issue. This is another 
integrity decreaser in professional sports is paying these players way too much money. Name one contract over $150 million that has been worth it. I would say Derek Jeter got his $130 million, 10-year $130 million contract. That was years ago. They were talking about giving Clayton Kershaw $300 million. He's one bad pitch away from Tommy John surgery. Where does that money go? Still gets paid. Still gets paid. It's probably something I'll never understand. I know there's a lot of money in professional sports. But I know there's a lot of positions taken up on major league teams by guys that make a lot of money. They would be better served bringing somebody up from AAA or AA or hell, even from out of college. Complacency is huge when you get a big payday across the board. I know there's some outliers. I know there's some people that are exceptions to the rule. But across the board, complacency is yielded by big contracts. That's interesting. We can segue right into this. Prince Fielder gets traded to the Texas Rangers for Ian Kinsler. Prince Fielder is owed $168 million on his contract. This is a perfect example. Detroit's going to pay 30 of it, and then Texas will be on the hook for the other 138. Ian Kinsler is owed $62 million. So obviously the salary cap cut is, is one of the pluses for this trade for Detroit. Let's talk about Prince Fielder for a second. He's never played less than 157 games. Take away his rookie year where he only played, he played under 50, but that was because he was a rookie. Since then, never played less than 157 games. So he's never missed more than six games in a season. That's durability, especially for a guy that likes to eat donuts and, and nachos and you know huffs and puffs down to first base. That's pretty good. He's 29 years old, so he's still relatively young, especially in baseball years. He's averaged 35 home runs and 107 RBIs with a two over 280 batting average. That's good. You know, it's solid. Solid. The caveat, he bat, he's batted 194 in the postseason. 194. 194. For a power hitter. 194. That's not good. That's the opposite of good. Ian Kinsler has never played a full season. He averages 133 games per year, so this is a drop-off. But he's a solid second baseman. He's 31 years old. So, I mean, in baseball years, that's pretty much the same. He's averaged 19 home runs, 67 RBIs, about a 273. You know, run-of-the-mill second baseman numbers. But he has a 311 batting average in the postseason. So, if for nothing else, besides the salary cap uh, relief, you get a postseason hitter. Miguel Cabrera is your home run hitter. Victor Martinez is a great, is a great hitter with Detroit. Now you have somebody that's solid. You can put in, you know, second or sixth in your lineup. Miguel Cabrera in the upcoming years will probably want an extension. So this will be good for him, you know, with with the salary cap uh, relief. Max Scherzer is going to want to get paid. Cy Young winner. So I think all in all, 
This is a win for Detroit. But everything's bigger in Texas. Big money. Very, very forgiving ballpark for left-handed hitters. And the division, it's not the greatest. You know, take Billy Bean out of the equation. They could win that division next year with Prince Fielder's help. Now, you might want to bench him in the playoffs, but getting him to the playoffs, you could, you could ride his coattails into the playoffs. A left-handed power hitter in that ballpark is dangerous for the American League. It is dangerous. He could easily hit 50 home runs and drive in 140 RBIs next year. So, I mean, it really depends on what you want. Do you want to win a, a championship or do you want to win the division? And I think Detroit has put themselves in a position to vie for another World Series, uh, World Series run, I should say. And Texas, who knows? I mean, Texas is so fickle with the Angels. Who knows what the Angels are going to do? Who knows if the A's are going to be able to do what they did this year, next year? Who knows? And the, the Seattle Mariners, I, I don't even know if they're a franchise anymore. So the AL West is definitely up for grabs. I think that with this trade, Texas is putting themselves in the driver's seat. But if you follow baseball, especially with this new wild card spot, and who knows in the next couple of years they might make that a best out of three series instead of just a one-game playoff, I don't know if winning your division is going to be good enough. You have to get the best record. Every game matters. And position players that can hit, especially second baseman, might supersede power hitters that that'll get you 30, 35, 40 dongs a year. But when, when it comes down to it, you need guys that'll produce in the playoffs. So I think Detroit did a really, really good job on this trade. Save money, have cap room for their pitcher, Mr. Scherzer, to get a fat extension that, that he will get. Keep Miggy happy, move him to first base from third. If you move Miguel Cabrera to to first base from third right now, you extend his career by three or four years. And then eventually he can DH. This is the best thing for Miguel Cabrera that could have happened. Granted, he's not going to have his Bash brother that will allow him to see more pitches. I don't think he was seeing pitches anyways. He's, He's the best hitter in a long time. Albert Pujols was the most effective hitter. Before he's he's trampled down in, in in the Angels organization, Miguel Cabrera is the best hitter that we've seen in a while. And we got to take a break. On the other side, we'll talk some NBA, maybe a little Jerry Jones, Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune into Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? 
We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy alone in studio today. Last segment. We've talked about a lot today. James Winston, A-Rod, idiot, little Prince Fielder. Man, that was a good trade. Man, that was a good trade. I don't know which one's going to be better for. I think it's going to be better for Detroit, as I previously stated. Man, that's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. Interesting to see what happens next year. NBA, it's been a really, really intriguing season so far. A lot of great storylines. The Brooklyn Nets are awful. They're old. Man, I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming. Paul Pierce had and Kevin Garnett had a great year last year. They had great years last year. Darren Williams is hurt. He's unhappy. He'll be gone next year. There, nobody's consistent. There's no cojones on that team. There's never been a go-to player. Somebody you can go to. Yes, Joe Johnson has a knack now for game winners, for last-second shots, but a lot of times when they're in those games, they should have blown them out by 15 instead of had to hit a game winner. So that's a double-edged sword there. No leaders. They don't really play that great a defense. Brooke Lopez is a 7-3 dude that acts like he's 6-1. Awful rebounder. You know, their bench is old. Jason Terry's old. They got rid of all their youth for one last run. Mr. Prokhorov has an issue. The owner of the, the, owner of the Nets. Well, let's, let's move to Brooklyn. Yeah, that'll make our team win a championship. Let's move. Yes. Good idea. Awful idea. I mean, no offense to Brooklyn, I just think that moving, you could have moved to Saskatchewan, you still wouldn't win the championship. The Knicks, they're, they're my most favorite to talk about because they're awful. They are so bad. They don't have any sort of continuity. Carmelo Anthony, they're calling for the coach's hand. Mike Woodson has done nothing but been good to the Knicks. I think they went 16-2 and last year to end the season with Mike Woodson as the head coach. You know? I bet a lot of teams would want Mike Woodson as their head coach right now. Last night, they lost to the Pacers, 103-96. They were out to go 14-7 in overtime. This is, I mean, Carmelo Anthony had his 30-18, and 18, so he's happy. Took 20 shots. He took 28 shots. My apologies, 28 shots. Had more turnovers than assists. It's not a recipe. It's not a recipe for anything. I don't know why anybody would want to touch this guy. He puts people in the stands. Who cares? Who cares? It's the Knicks. People will go to the Knicks games. You'll get somebody to go there. 
I don't understand, and I never really understood why the Knicks are looked so highly upon as a franchise. They won a couple championships. Willis Reed game. Bill Bradley, Dave DeBusher. I mean, I understand Earl the Pearl. I understand the history. I will never overlook the history. But man, they suck most of the time. They ran into Reggie Miller. They ran into Michael Jordan. Yeah, so some of it's luck. I understand that. Some of it's luck. I would hate to be a Portland Trailblazers fan running into the Lakers in the late 90s and early 2000s. I understand. I get it. But man, they're just not good. They paid a lot of money to Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire, and it's just not panning out. They traded all their youth. They traded Danilo Gallinari. They traded Raymond Felton, who's now back, but I don't know why youth is so looked down upon. Look at what Oklahoma City did. Now, I understand that was organically through the draft. They were really bad for many years. Well, they were really bad for a few years when they moved to Oklahoma City, or before, because they, Car- they drafted Durant the year before they moved to Oklahoma City. So you get three draft picks, high up, they work out. James Harden is regretting not being in Oklahoma City right now, deep down. But if you trust youth, and you have a couple veterans, I think that with the NBA getting faster, quicker, more high scoring, you need freak athletes that you can mold. That's what Russell Westbrook was. He didn't even he didn't even start at UCLA, and he was drafted top six. And now he's an all star. I mean, take take away my despite my disdain for him for not learning how to play point guard yet, but he will. Strong, fast, quick, can jump through the roof. With the Knicks, Danilo Gallinari was a top 10 pick. They didn't even give him a chance. They have guys that they draft. Don't give him a chance. Let him go. Let him flourish somewhere else. Let him actually have fun playing basketball. I know it starts with management. I know Isaiah Thomas left a, left a bad taste in their mouth years back. I think it's still resonating to this point. The best thing that could happen to the Knicks franchise, try to get rid of Amari. Try to, try to trade him for a washing machine like Semi-Pro. Try to trade him for something. Get him out of there. Whoever will take on his contract is a fool. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Carmelo, don't resign him. As long as he doesn't come to the Lakers, don't resign him. He is everything that's wrong with the NBA today, in my opinion. He averages two assists a game. He's never learned how to play defense. He's never tried to learn how to play defense. He can shoot the ball. That's fine. He can score the ball. That's great. But that does not make a complete basketball player. He needs to get in a room with a veteran, with, uh, with somebody that's retired. Magic. 
It's the first one that comes to mind. Because Magic could Magic could average thirty five a game if he wanted to. And they wouldn't have won championships. Magic had an offensive game that he kept in his arsenal unless they unless he needed to bring it out. Magic dropped forty as a rookie playing center in a finals game when Kareem Abdul Jabbar was injured. If that's how you start your career, you think that's not there, hasn't gotten better five years later? He developed a three-point shot. But he learned. He knew to be a leader, you didn't have to put the points on the board. You had to make it easy for your teammates to. I understand they play different positions, but that doesn't mean Carmelo can't learn how to be a facilitator. With everybody in the building knowing he's taking every shot, He's like Damon Wayans in Celtic Pride. That's who Carmelo is. He is Damon Wayans in Celtic Pride. Maybe somebody should kidnap him and teach him how to play basketball. All right. That's a good good note to end on. Oh, we got to get out of here, or I got to get out of here. Alex Clancy, follow me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Check out the fan page. Call me Lasseter Sports Talk. Still really excited. Four days a week. 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Arizona Mountain Time. We're not going anywhere soon, so please check us out. Voice America, Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. We will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.